Good morning. My name is Dan Fury, and it's time to wake up Wallace. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Mm. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you? <laughs> awesome. Mm. So excited. So excited. Yes. Oh, another beautiful day. Yay. Let's find out what's going on, huh? Oh, shit. in i hate waking up oh it's the worst back in the world yeah he just pulled me from my sweet sweet slumber to do this bullshit <laughs> oh i've i've missed this yeah to be honest it is a fantastic way to start the day that's right well should we just jump right into I it so. are you comfortable is your I'm good. mic placement yeah. yeah this feels a lot better well good morning martin wells good morning Dan. Great to see you. Good to see you. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, where do we where do we begin? We start with a suicide. Okay. Sawyer Sweeten. He was a child star on Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh yeah, I saw this briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a twin. Him and Soliver Sawyer and Soliver. I haven't seen any any official statements on why he just right. killed himself in front of uh, his parents in front of the house. He was 19, almost 20. Wow. Gosh. Poor guy. So, yeah, he played uh, Jeffrey Barone in the hit show. Uh, I don't really know anything about that show. All I know is you don't really like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like it. Uh, I don't know who the kids even are. I, yeah, does I Ray don't, Romano have I kids? Is I it his remember. brother's kids in the show? I, I don't remember no kids. Nope. He I just remember a whole lot of flat jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he... Uh, yeah, he shot himself on the front porch of the family home in Texas. Just imagine being his twin. Yeah, that's odd. It's terrible. More positive news. Uh, yes, please. A bunch of Native Americans have walked off the set of Adam Sandler's <laughs> new movie, claiming the film is totally disrespectful. I don't doubt that. Nine Native American actors have walked off the set of a Western satire, The Ridiculous Six, over its portrayals of Native Americans. Uh, Netflix, which commissioned the film, said it was a broad satire intended to send up stereotypes. The movie has ridiculous in the title for a reason, because it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, they'll get some more. They'll get some more people that don't care as much. Yeah. But good for them. Yeah. You know, broad satire Western movies, they walked off. You know, it's like a good statement, but they're going to get more. Mm-hmm. And Adam yeah. Sandler makes so much money. So much. Whatever. We'll see. We'll Too see who's, who's truly insensitive here. <laughs> You know, whether they're just freaking out about some misrepresentation well, of the satire, or if it truly is just... Just wait till we see that movie. Yeah, which... Because we're all going to see it. We'll be never. <laughs> Not until I'm much too old to get out of bed and have <laughs> nothing else to do. 
So Russia sent uh, a spacecraft delivering supplies to the International Space Station. Okay. And they almost immediately lost control of it. Oh, wow. And now it is spinning out in space and is about to fall back to Earth. Whoa. Yeah. Is uh, it something that they normally do? Yeah. So they, they like to keep about six months supply on the ISS for food and clothing and water and fuel. I imagine this would be a fairly routine operation. For yeah. Some reason, just... So America's sending one up in July mm-hmm. as planned. They sent one up the other, Russia spent, sent one up the other day and, uh, contact was lost with it. It's just, uh, floating around, uh, two astronauts on the ISS. It said flight controllers given up hope of controlling it again. Uh, it's likely to re-enter Earth's atmosphere in the coming hours. What? Russia says it would re-enter between the 7th and 11th of May. There's been a lot of fear-mongering about, well, this thing's it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. is just going to fall and kill somebody. But chances are most of it will, you know, it's going to hit water. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt it's going to hit water. Now, of course. It's gone rogue. Yeah. The the problem with the loss of it is it puts further pressure on the volume of stores held on the space station, of course. Uh, they have a good six-month supply of food, fuel, and other resources. Well, the volume is somewhat depleted right now, in part because of an explosion on launch last year of the American Cygnus freighter. So they've just been having a hard time getting stuff up there. Hmm. So the the rocket that Russia lost is called Progress. <laughs> and the American one that they're sending up... That we're setting up later is called Dragon. Whoa, that's way better. <laughs> that's great. ISS officials in Houston and Moscow are not really concerned. Uh, however, if supplies do become marginal, the space agencies would simply reduce the size of the normal six-person crew until matters could be improved, which I think is great. Somebody just like it's like a space jet ski. Like, mm-hmm. What do you do? You get on this little thing and just shuttle back to Earth. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh other space news, because space is awesome. Yes. The probe Messenger, if you recall. Uh, Messenger is, is the probe that's floating around Mercury. I don't recall that, but uh, good. <laughs> I never knew that Messenger was like an acronym. So, uh, <laughs> They're all acronyms. It's, yeah, it's like Messenger. It's like, I get it. Like, that has a name. But it's yeah. Mercury, M-E in capitals, surface, S, space, S, environment, E-N, geochemistry, G-E, and ranging. And I think they just add huh. ranging on there to make it an acronym. Right. <laughs> Messing. <laughs> Messenger. Uh, so, yeah, it's been floating around uh, Mercury for four years, I think. It was anticipated to be a disaster. So it's in it's in a really odd, uh, like elliptical orbit around Mercury. Mm-hmm. It goes out really wide, and then it gets really close. That's just like the way it has to be because of the the odd pole, like magnetic pole, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, Physics. Yeah, leave that to to them. Yeah. I don't know. So it it has this weird uh, elliptical orbit, uh, which has required a lot of fuel to keep it in said orbit. Yeah. Over the past several years. So when they sent it out, they pretty much expected to miss it because this orbit was like really hard to get into. They mm-hmm. thought they were going to get to Mercury and then just go past it. And then once they got there, they anticipated that they'd be there for about a year. But it's been four years now and they just ran out of fuel. Wow. So what they're doing is it's uh, going to get really, really low, like the height of the Eiffel Tower on its next pass. Mm-hmm. 
and then it's going to come back again and just crash into the planet. <laughs> but it's going to crash into the planet something like 8,000 miles per hour or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's going to leave a pretty big crater. Yeah. And uh, It'll be there forever. Yeah. As one of the guys was saying, if you could be there, it would look crazy. It'd be quite the skeptical spectacle. Skeptics. <laughs> be quite the, the spectacle because... I'm quite skeptical. Yeah, it would, it would come in faster than any jet or rocket that we have. It would just crash. We are just blowing stuff up in the planet. Sweet. Now, of course, in sports, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather is going to be uh, fighting Manny Pacquiao in an unprecedented event this Saturday. Will Justin Bieber be there? Oh, I'm sure. But Manny Pacquiao's uh, trainer is pretty confident Mayweather won't show. Really? Yeah, he's pretty open about the fact that, you know, he's just not going to show up. So we'll see. That'll be fun. Oh, man. That would be, uh, that would be. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. So Pacquiao is kind of a, he's a favorite. I don't know who the favorite is. I don't really follow boxing. I know, I know Mayweather, uh, hasn't lost in a while, but he's also like very, very conservative with who he plays uh-huh. or boxes, uh, and makes a lot of money. He's, yeah. he's like the most business, like, He's really well known as more of like a businessman in boxing and not like a a boxer per se. Mm-hmm. And then again, I don't really follow it, so I don't know. I know people have been clamoring for this fight for a long time. Yeah, I know um, Stallone is is on Pacquiao's side. I think he's been like in his training, mm-hmm. involved in his training somehow. Probably just because Pacquiao's watched Rocky a few times. Probably. <laughs> uh, Stallone, by the way, Stallone just got on Instagram. It's one of the best. Really? Out there. It's awesome. And he posts a lot of short videos. Great. Huh. Love, love Sly. You know, I think he's, he's just a great, great example of hard work. Oh, yeah. The guy's integrity. Yeah. Still built like a tank. Mm hmm. Solid. Yeah, he works really well. You know, like, like Rocky. Mm hmm. Was homeless, wrote it in three days. Yeah, like no money whatsoever. And they offered him seventy five thousand dollars for the script, and he said absolutely not. <laughs> like he wanted to star and direct it. Yeah, it's like the only way he was going to do it. He's like almost homeless. Fantastic. Turned down yeah, so much so that he did it like a softcore porno before that. Yeah, yeah. trying to make <laughs> some money. Jobs. The Italian well, you know, talent. I think they renamed it <laughs> afterwards. Released it. And you know why he talks the way that he does? His accent. No. Half of his face is paralyzed. He has been since a kid. So, yeah, he's like... What? Yeah, he's got, he's got a, like, a disease, which is why it's even more of a long shot that he's... Are you sure? Oh, yeah. That's why he talks so weird. Why have I never heard that before? Look it up. I've been a fan of Mr. Stallone for most of my life. Oh, that's, like, the biggest defense I can think of for him is... yeah. Not only is he pretty smart, but he's very, very strong-willed and, huh. you know, very determined. Yeah. Very big long shot for uh Yes, Sly. Mm-hmm. He's not just an action superstar. You know, he's he had to earn really an action superstar yeah. anymore. Yeah. But did you know they're making uh, Creed, which is pretty much a sequel to Rocky, in which Apollo Creed's son oh, is yeah. boxing and Rocky's his trainer? I'll watch that. Yeah, it depends on who Apollo Creed's son is. It's is it... Michael B. Jordan, who's kind of hot right now. He's in a... Uh, the basketball star? No. Michael B. Jordan. 
I've never heard of such a uh, blasphemy. I think he was nominated <laughs> for an Oscar recently. Did he get slimed at the Kids' Choice Awards? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably <what> was. <laughs> he's also in the upcoming Fantastic Four, where he's playing the Human Torch. But this gentleman is African American, so mm. people have been a little up in arms about that. Why don't you just stick to the comics? Yeah, you know, Fruitvale Station. The, the one you got some attention for. That sounds like a, an incredible film. Uh, apparently it is. I'm not joking. I'll have to look it up. Okay. <laughs> anyway. There was a mega earthquake in Nepal. There was. Mm-hmm. 7.8. Big time. Mm-hmm. That is that is major. It's killed almost 6,000 people. Oh, Injured at least 11,000. That's what we know so far. And uh and you can't even really accurately No, they have no idea yet, really. Uh and the, there's a much criticism about the lack of aid that's going throughout mm-hmm. the country. There's been no I would imagine that it is such mm-hmm. such a disaster that it's like where do you even begin? How do you help these people? Mm-hmm. I mean you gotta start somewhere, but I imagine it's a very daunting task. For anyone who's Mm -hmm. actually supposed to be doing that. Houses have just been destroyed. I mean, the UN's trying to get uh, $415 million in aid to provide emergency relief over the next three months. Yeah. This is is a little bit uh, bizarre here that normally mega disasters like this happen. It's just impossible to get the aid to the people that need it. But the streets are pretty clear. It's easy to get from town to town. There's just no aid going anywhere. Yeah. so, you know, people are concerned that they're going to starve to death, get diseases, like cholera and dysentery and be an epidemic. So a point on the Richter scale is 10 times magnification. Is that right? Because mm-hmm. I remember there was an earthquake about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember waking up and I could see the wall shaking. Of course, I've never experienced anything like that before. I don't think and I've was, ever been in one. I was half asleep. I actually kind of fell back asleep. Mm-hmm. And then, I, of course, my mom comes in, are you okay? <gasps> and this was like a five point, it was either 5.4 or 5.6. And, you know, it, it knocked some, mm-hmm. some things around. But this would be like 200 times that in, in, yeah. Well, and, and intensity also depends on like how far away you are from the from epicenter. The epicenter yeah. yeah. Yeah, you start like seven and above, and it's it's killing yeah, people. It's really. I remember. I think in L.A. there was a just after this one. I was just talking about there was a seven point one or something, and that was pretty mm. big pretty fault gnarly. there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in an earthquake, but I think the the fault line is like Klamath Falls or something like that. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple big ones up here. Yeah. That just haven't been getting any activity. So as long as I can remember, people have worried about the big one. Right. Well, what are you, you going to do? I mean. Literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I'm in an airplane when it happens. Wouldn't that be great? Perfect. Hopefully not trying to land. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a 90-year-old woman in Illinois who's playing a video penny slot machine. And uh, she won... A dollar eighty-five, hundred eighty-five <laughs> credits, and then a message appeared on the screen saying she had won a bonus 
of $41 million, almost 42, 41, 797, What kind of math is that? Well, the casino refused to pay it, saying no the doubt. award was a computer glitch. Oh, well. But it still came up in, you know, big old deal on the- Maybe that lady, her money. Mm-hmm. Forty-two million on a buck eighty-five. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, pretty good bonus. That's a good payout. Now she really wanted this money for her thirteen grandchildren, mm. and so she sued the casino. Bless her heart. Yeah, she was playing a game called Miss Kitty. <laughs> this cute little graphic here. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I've seen that before. And uh, she gonna get it? No, oh. the Iowa Supreme Court threw out the case. Uh, so all she gets is a dollar, whatever. Yeah, through all of that. Oh. Yeah. So the the on screen rules clearly indicated that malfunction voids all pays and plays. Right. The bonus was not valid. What's her name? Mrs. McKee, Pauline McKee. Pauline. Ugh. Yeah, Pauline. Pauline. Yeah. Ninety. Um, so darn it. There's some lawyers dragging on the case. Uh saying that the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, who uh, secured the machine and carried out the investigation of the mm-hmm. hardware, saying that they had no jurisdiction in disputes between casinos and their patrons, uh, not an unbiased source. Mm-hmm. They also questioned whether the machine had really malfunctioned, and whether she had really entered into a contract when playing the game, which is about the erroneous, erroneous uh, payout. Mm-hmm. So they're still kind of dragging along, but the Supreme Court just threw it out. So... This has been happening uh, across the U.S. In 2009, a player won a bonus of a million that had appeared on the screen. In Mississippi, they threw it out because the game rules limited payouts to $8,000. Well, then how would the software even have that amount? That's what they're curious about. Like This this one wasn't supposed to pay out more than ten grand, but it just threw up a thing that said $41 million. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Rise of the machines. You're not supposed to take aspirin every day. Yeah, that's one of those things that I feel like has been going back and forth for mm-hmm. a long time. Well, the worry is it's very, very good to take aspirin every day to prevent heart attacks. Mm-hmm. If you have already had a heart attack. Yeah. But there is a uh, a group of people that this doctor refers to as the worried well that are perfectly healthy and may not even have risk factors, but are very health conscious. And so they do these preventative measures that somebody along the line had told them was a good idea or they had read was good. So don't take aspirin preventatively unless you are already at risk for a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just getting side effects and no benefits. Doesn't it? Uh, so that's the official word. Is it is good if you've had a heart attack or a stroke? Doesn't it impact your liver? Or yeah, something? it can't be good. Don't take things you don't need. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. I think we're gonna have a guest here pretty soon. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See about that. Uh, Bud Light is getting into a lot of trouble. Uh oh. America's beer. Mm-hmm. So they've been uh, they've been running this campaign up for whatever. Sure, you've oh, seen yeah. plenty of yeah. commercials for that. Crazy surprise! Mm-hmm. Even Bud Light's own city, Budweiser City, mm-hmm. anything could happen here. Well, in in just the best way ever, 
without really understanding the meaning of her ad campaign. There is a bunch of Budweiser out in the world that has the slogan, the perfect beer for removing no from your vocabulary for the night. Hashtag up for whatever. The perfect beer for whatever happens. Huh. And the internet went up in arms about the <laughs> rape allegations of that. Oh, no. Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm uh, up for whatever. I'm not going to say no. no. Get rid of the get rid of the word no from your vocabulary. Um, Bud Light, now with Rufinol. And then, of course, there's also the idea of uh, they were antagonized on on the internet for a while on Twitter and such, and, and one of the one of the jokes was whether a drunk person would be able to say no to the question, "Are you okay to drive?" <laughs> <laughs> really backlashed at him. It's great. Oh man, Chipotle's getting rid of GMOs in their food, which is great. Yeah, they've been uh, not selling pork for a while too. I don't know anything about the pork. Yeah, they pulled it for some kind of. I think it was hormonal affected mm -hmm. stuff uh, getting rid of it it was it was pretty tough because a lot of it was in their uh tortillas they could get rid of it and most of their other stuff but tortillas was the tough thing now they've officially oh. changed away from that and meat is going to take a little while too but they're slowly getting rid of it so it's really hard to get meat that isn't feeding on yeah gmo it is, it is tough mm -hmm. and that's great Pretty soon, the Pope's uh, going to have a statement on global warming, and it will be significant. Really? Yeah, that's a, my favorite headline it of will the day. Be <laughs> Pope's coming statement on global warming will be significant. Yeah. So huh. a lot of uh, a lot of American conservatives have been pretty upset about this decision because they're very Catholic yeah. as well as very against. <laughs> The idea of doing anything about global warming. Uh, so there's been a few of them that have been upset at his whole office. They think that he's he's following an emotional tie to things and, and is uh, being misled by uh, experts who have proven unworthy of his trust. Though Pope Francis's heart is surely in the right place, he would do his flock a disservice by putting his moral authority behind the United Nations' unscientific agenda on the climate. To which there is then a series of statements from the scientific literature saying things such as, The evidence is incontrovertible. Global warming is occurring. Even with uncertainties in the model, it is increasingly difficult to rule out non-negligible increases in global temperature as a consequence of rising CO2. And humanity is the major influence on global climate change observed over the past 50 years. I always, I, I do think it's funny. This, this negative opinion on, on the science mm -hmm. and how the experts are wrong. And then this like list of, you know, the American Physical Society <laughs> and the American Geophysical Union. And it's fantastic. Uh, a bunch of for-profit colleges have been shutting down. Uh, this circle of colleges called Corinthian Colleges, which runs uh, mm. the only one that I was I've ever actually seen is Everest College. Yeah, uh, they, they do Harold uh, College, Wyotech, and Quick Start Intelligence Colleges, but they just shut down, uh, displacing about sixteen thousand students. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Why? Uh, they started to be investigated. 
in a response to a crackdown from the Department of Education. So they just sold all of their campuses and oh. just shut it down, <laughs> uh, which is terrible because it all of the students are just left with their student loan debt. Yeah. And absolutely nothing to show for it. That's messed up. So uh, there's a a group called the Corinthian 100 who's meeting with the Department of Education to argue a variety of financial and legal claims because they didn't get their money's worth and they want the government to cancel their debt. But that doesn't seem to be (laughs) what's going to happen. So that's too bad. (laughs) That that is. I I feel like this should it should be I don't know subsidized somehow. It's really unfair. Yeah, it's. I would be up in arms. And of course, what are you going to do? Right. You're gonna you're gonna talk to somebody about how unfair it is, and they're gonna say, "Yeah, you're right." But you don't just like <laughs> you can't just like cancel a debt. You know yeah. that money has still been loaned, but somewhere. Who, but you know who is signing up for this college? Like, well, that's the problem. These are these are very uneducated people in the first place. <laughs> it's it's not like this college is going anywhere. Or is worth shit. Way more money to go to mm-hmm. for a degree that doesn't <laughs> transfer anywhere. I know, like a lot of those places, I've read. Like so are you talking ITT about like Tech or uh, Devry? Yeah, those are all for-profit colleges. Okay, yeah. so those are still up. They weren't part of this, uh-huh. this umbrella of them. But uh, what's the other one that's all about? Like University of Phoenix is like that. Oh. At DeVry, University of Phoenix, uh, ITT Tech. It's all like any legal assistant, uh, pharmacy tech, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, six months, you'll be out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a career. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard from employers that when that's put on a resume, mm-hmm. they just immediately discard you. Really? Yeah, so it's like not only did you spend all this money to go to this place, but you're they like have such a bad reputation that you yeah wow that's fucked up and they like exclusively advertise during daytime television oh yeah they want you to get off the couch yeah get hey, into school you want to change your life yeah you can do it i was like the itt tech commercials like the before and after the same person uh-huh of course it's always somebody out barbecuing holding their you know yeah. kid have the, the perfect life now. yeah things are so much better you know, I really turned my life around. Because before I was on heroin, I was homeless. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Now I have a better life for my mm-hmm. son. That's good. And my wife. So the Orioles played in the first Major League Baseball game to be closed to the public. Closed to the public? Yeah. Why? <laughs> because Baltimore is rioting. Oh. So they played in Baltimore today, totally empty stadium. It's eerie. You can watch videos of it. Right, great. That is. Yeah. So they closed it down to the public, but they still played the game. Um, That's kind of cool and uh, not cool. Yeah. The uh, Prior to this, uh, the lowest attendance for a major league game <laughs> appears to be six. <laughs> what was that? That was in 1882. <laughs> When Worcester hosted Troy in a National League matchup on September 28th, 1882. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crowd of six. So there's been instances of this in the minor leagues, just never in the major leagues. Uh, well, there had to be somebody there. Somebody's taking a picture. 
Oh, there there was like press. Oh. It was closed to the public. Okay. Yeah, there's there were people involved, but that must um, been pretty cool. Yeah, that must so, have been so weird for the players too. Oh, eerie! Like, I bet nobody cares. Yeah. Quack. <laughs> Who won? Uh, Baltimore crushed uh, mm. the White Sox, Good eight to two. Yeah. So uh, Baltimore is, of course, going insane at the moment. Um, yeah. What is up? So there's a curfew going on. The National Guard is there. Uh, you know anything about it? Not all I've heard or seen is like social commentary. Well, I don't know what the source of it is. So there's a a guy named Freddie Gray. This is your job. Mm -hmm. Freddie Gray. He's a 25-year-old who died in a hospital from spinal injuries a week after police took him into custody. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I heard a bit about this story. I didn't correlate. He he was hanging out on the street. And he uh, started running. He fled unprovoked upon noticing police presence. Mm-hmm. They chased him down, found a, a switchblade on him, and they put him in custody into a van. Handcuffed him, put him into this van. Went into the van. All right. Went. Came he was, out of the he was van. Moving, he was talking. Came out of the van, uh, having a hard time breathing and hurt. And then he went to the hospital. And so right now, the the police have been investigated, right? Yeah. And there's no release on that investigation at the moment. But Baltimore is, is rioting in the streets because of the police brutality. Yeah. Right. But is there very any... similar to what happened in Ferguson? Yeah. Uh, but that was a much more violent sort of episode. Uh, but is the assumption that something happened? Because I. I haven't seen any, like, mm-hmm. evidence or this is the story of what happened. So there isn't. Um, yeah. What we know is that at 8.54, the van departed with Gray inside, conscious and speaking, and at 9.30, police requested paramedics to take Gray to the hospital, and there's no account for what happened in yeah. there. Hmm. Um, the police are trying to say that he did it to himself in the van, uh, was banging his head or something. Right. But they also just haven't released an official... Yeah statement so it's crazy there right now so there's there's a lot of peaceful protesting and there's a lot of very violent protesting yeah a lot of looting Looting. of course yeah ababa came out and said uh was was ashamed at the behavior of some and you know the the destructive rioters our guest is here hello guest hello guest yeah continue i i okay i gotta I don't know. Okay. I lost it. <laughs> um, uh, Obama. What did he have to say? He was he was ashamed. Oh, he was uh, yeah. He was upset about the rioters and the uh, and the people who were taking advantage of this terrible time to loot and burn and pillage. Yeah. And in sort of an unprecedented move, the gang, the Black Gorilla family. That's a real thing. Yeah, the Bloods, the Crips. And a Muslim gang have all unified to kill as many cops as possible. Oh, no. Yeah, the whole, all the gangs in Baltimore have unified. Quote, everybody together just to go against these pigs. Oh, fuck. See, that's not... Good. It's not fair. Like It's not good. It's... They're not all bad. I mean... Yeah. Power corrupts, 
there's there's no question about that. But there's also a lot of good cops out there trying to do the right thing and help people. It's mayhem there. So we'll keep you updated as things. Yeah, we'll update you in like three months. As things go on. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Heart goes out to all the innocent people and and people who are just cut up in this. Yeah. Uh, It's craziest writing I've ever seen. Saw a video of firefighters trying to put out a fire Mm -hmm. started by the riot. And rioters just cut the hose. Good Lord. Terrible. Terrible stuff. That's all I got for you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to end it? Yeah, I mean, unless you want to talk no about Adam, Adam Sandler again. We already did. We talked about the suicide and Adam Sandler's Native American walk-off. Those are both bummers. Well, the news is generally Anything you're sad. excited about? So the Apple Watch is uh, delayed for a lot of people, right? Uh, too many orders? Not for me. Oh, no, of yeah. course not. He's wearing one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you are? Yeah. Check it out. Apple Watch. Oh. Boom. Let's get uh, Tucker Stevenson, our technical uh, advisor. Yeah, get up in here. Let's let's get a review of the uh, yeah, Generation the 1 Apple Watch. Where did you get this? Uh, I got it on the internet. When? When did I get when did this? You, when did it arrive for you? Uh, 10 a.m. Friday, April 24th. And I've just now, just now seen it? Yeah. Figured you'd be like, come over! Oh, yeah. I got it! Apple Watch. Well, it's too small for multiple people to look at, so <laughs> I've just been enjoying it myself. Okay. Now, Tucker, you are a huge fan of Apple products in general. Absolutely. You get all the new stuff. Of course. At every opportunity. Yes. Uh, this is the first Apple Watch. Yes. Why? Why? Why Apple? Why a watch? Do you love it? Why watch? Yes. And do I love it? Yes. Those are two questions. Those are two distinct questions. questions. Okay. Because uh, I'm like, why? Apple Watch. Why do you need a watch that is a does? Well, I would have bought a belt do? or a backpack. I know but, you. You know. <laughs> I know. And but I they get, made a watch. I so. get why somebody like you wants this, but it's like, gosh, the their the pre-orders outsold the supply, didn't they? Yeah, by far. And they've kind of come out now and said that uh, there were some issues uh, with, I think, uh, a part called the Taptic engine in it, which is essentially the part, uh, like the vibration motor in it. Um, Mm -hmm. They found that some were uh, potentially breaking down over time, and um, they realized it before the watches actually hit the streets. So they actually kind of just junked a whole bunch of watches uh, for that reason or went and took that part out and kind of had to to reconstruct them. But they kind of tend to, if that happens, they just kind of, hate to say it, trash it and just build brand new stuff. But that was one of the things that caused one of the major kind of supply constraints, at least initially. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people are, there's been a lot of, some some varying experiences as far as the pre-orders have gone. Um, you know, some people who bought it, you know, 12.05 a.m. still haven't gotten theirs. And right. they maybe bought their wife one the next afternoon and it's already shipped and their wife has it just because something funky happened. Causing a lot of domestic um, disputes. Pretty much for anybody who ordered after like 12.04 or 12.05 mm-hmm. a.m. with a lot of models. So 
I was very fortunate to get mine because I ordered mine within the first 30 seconds. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm happy for me too. Why, if you have an iPhone and you have an iPad and you have an iMac, which you do multiple times over. Yes. Why, what's the, the use of a Apple Watch? Uh, the use of the Apple Watch is, um, actually sort of contrary to the entire direction of all other sort of, uh, computer devices that you may have or may use on a daily basis. Um, you know, people have been sort of clamoring for forever for Apple to make uh, an iPhone with a bigger screen so that they can have more content and yeah. be doing more things, multitasking, doing multiple things at once. And, um, you see it pretty commonly, uh, said these days that, you know, everybody's walking around just with their face down and their screen all the yeah. time and everybody's just totally absorbed in their phone. And one of the things that I think, uh, you know, the Apple Watch and I think smartwatches in general are going to kind of do um, because, you know, I think they're going to be great, you know, uh, Android and potentially, you know, Windows-based smart watches, I mm -hmm. guess. That'll probably be the big thing or the direction that that's going to go just because Apple's done it, I think, People were probably, you know, well, I mean, that there's already been a Samsung but, watch for like yeah. a year or something. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I, but I think Apple, again, kind of what they have done is they have sort of realized what the purpose of this is, as opposed to just another computing device that you put on your wrist. Mm -hmm. It's really about taking sort of a larger screen experience and breaking it down to its most important elements and um, just sort of feeding you sort of little golden nuggets of information or the most important things that you need to know um, in any kind of, uh, you know, given situation. For instance, you know, I uh, use both Foursquare and Swarm. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things that kind of allows me to do is sort of just uh, check into places right from my wrist and I don't have to take out uh, you know, my phone or anything like that. And that may sound like, you know, like pretty trivial, but, um, in a lot of ways, it's just kind of nice because when you pick up your phone, you maybe have all these, you know, your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff yeah. sort of waiting for you there. And it's pretty easy to sort of to get sucked into that world of the internet and all the communications and the interactions that you feel like you, you might need to make. And yeah. so I think what it really does well is sort of, uh, you know, deliver you small, important bits of information kind of on the fly. And, um, it allows you to sort of stay in the moment of, you know, what you're doing, um, a lot more easily. And one thing that I didn't even really, you know, sort of think would be, you know, a feature or anything for me is just having sort of a speakerphone on my wrist. You know, if you're trying to do something or if you're trying to talk to somebody while you're doing something or walking through a procedure, it's actually really nice to just sort of have the hands-free ability to sort of, you know, converse with the person, hmm. not have wires, you know, running from like a headphone, you know, thing to your ear or being on speakerphone where whenever you move in the room, sort of it can yeah. become harder, you know. So it's in conjunction speak. with the iPhone or it has its own it's in conjunction with the iPhone. Okay. It doesn't have its own cellular signal in it um, at all. At least that's as of now. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely, you know, like a limited. There are, you know, things it can't do for sure. But do you have um, to have an iPhone to get yes. the biggest benefit out of it or at all? Do you have to have an iPhone? I'm, I'm pretty sure you have to have an iPhone. Um, yeah. 
huh. you have to pair it with an iPhone. So it's just, you know, kind of the, hmm. the classic sort of Apple thing of, cause it's all, it's all within the same sort of ecosystem, like the app store. Right now, there are no independent apps. They say later this year, which could be up yeah. to December. Cause last year they said later this year with the, the new iMacs and those didn't end up shipping till like the day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they say there's going to be an independent sort of a, you know, watch kit, you know, developer platform that'll be out there for, uh, people for them to make standalone apps. But right now everything sort of runs as a mirror from your phone right. over to your watch. Huh. So, so how much um, is an Apple watch? Uh, the 38 millimeter, uh, Apple watch sport starts at 350 and the 42 millimeter Apple watch sport, uh, is 500. And I believe the stainless, what? stainless steel version <laughs> is 579 starting with the sport band and it goes up from there depending on the band and the, for something that you have to already have a very expensive device in order to use. Yep. And let me guess, you love it. Yeah, I love it. It's okay. great. It's a blast. Totally awesome. happy with it. Well, it can at least tell you the time when you don't have your iPhone with you. Yep. Okay, it, that's good. It can do that. It that's can tell it. me the time, and I can put Mickey Mouse on there, and I can be cool like Pharrell. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, that counts for a whole lot for me, as you know, because, like, yes. I just want to be happy like him. Good. Yeah. So. I hope you are. All right. Well, this has been Waking Up Wallace. <laughs> I'm Dan Fury. Yeah, I'm I'm Martin Wallace. Have okay. a great day, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Have a great day. Yeah, just just have a great day. <laughs> just do your best. Just have, have a, great a great day. day. Goodbye. Have a great day. Oh, I have have a great day. Have a great day.